The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, who is, based on the NFL Network's Top 100 poll, the top player in the NFL that you would vote for? We use their top three, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, or, or other running away with it, Tom Edward Brady. Tom dis- still didn't want to talk about the fact that he was away from training camp for 11 days. There is no truth to the rumor that he took 11 days off to appear on The Masked Singer. There's no truth to that. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it sure is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. And, uh, yeah, playing injured here with a cold and flu, but that's okay because I'm having so much fun. And last hour, Bruce Goldbegin with us. I want to delve into that chat with Moose uh, here when he rejoins us. Moose DuPont's with us from Lake Country. Coming up later on this hour, Farhan Lalji. And I feel like, Moose, it, you come in at the best times. In the warm-up, we pick each other's brains. But then in hour two, we get so much stuff coming in hot. We got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> I'm excited, by the way. Ah, I know I say these things far too often. And I don't want to jinx it, but I also want to speak it into existence. That within a week, I'm told, by our COO, we'll be able to officially announce we'll be on an all-sports radio station in the USA. USA. They love the show. They find it entertaining. How about that? And uh, I'm sure you didn't want me saying that, but I'm saying it anyways, because I have the microphone right now. And I also <laughs> want to say a few things before I welcome you in on NFL Talk. They do love our NFL coverage, and they love our analysts, but... Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and he says, let's get Rod into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And Darren, there are no secrets between Darren and I. Darren knows the story. And uh, I don't think I'll be getting into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame probably ever. And I'm okay with that because I know that I've had a Hall of Fame career. I know that I deserve to be in there. So I don't need to be recognized as such. Um, The people that run the media wing of it don't like me very much. I don't play by their rules, and I never really have, and clearly not going to change now. But I remember it was 2013, Grey Cup in Sask. I tried to get my color guy in, Carm Carturi. It was his 25th season as radio color guy. The Grey Cup was in Regina. I'm like, guys, this is the perfect time to put Carm in. And they came back to me and said, no, we don't think so. The time's not right. I'm like, if it's not right now, when the hell is it going to be? He's waited 25 years. You only got to be in there 18 in the league. If you don't put Carmen, I I don't want to be in your crappy Hall of Fame. So that might have something to do with it, Moose. I'm not sure. And then, (laughs) but I was doing it on behalf of another person. And then my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat has written in and she says, maybe the Saskatchewan Hall of Fame just like your dad 
My dad is not in the Saskatchewan Sports Hall of Fame. Again, because I know him pretty well. He's not with us anymore, but he wouldn't care either. Dads want a Stanley Cup, a Memorial Cup, and not everybody knows a little-known fact, the Turner Cup. But it was your mom, Chris, who came to me and said, here, you nominate your dad for the Saskatchewan, uh, sorry, for the Saskatchewan Sports Hall of Fame. And I said, why don't you do it? I'm busy. Which I was. In retrospect, um, I probably should have done it. But again, dad had the career. I've had the career. We don't need the recognition. Fair? Now, on the Streveler thing, on the Streveler thing, I was talking earlier. This is where we morph into the NFL stuff. I, we have the NFL cuts have not come down, have they? Have you been checking your phone, Clark? Have the cuts come yeah. down? At some point today, they will. Dakota Shepley got cut. Okay, uh, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, and who else is he with? A 49er. So the cuts are starting to trickle out. I get it. <clears throat> I, I'm <laughs> very much paying close attention to the Dolphins cut down wire, as are, I would suggest, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and a lot of CFL teams. For instance, people really want to know about this audition that I had on the weekend with uh, the NFL in Miami. And I was told, people don't care here about Sam McGuavin. And I'm like, well, if they don't care about Sam McGuavin, a fourth-year veteran linebacker with the Dolphins, what do they care about? But we were just watching Get Up This Morning, Moose, and all the talk was quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. And I covered the CFL for 20 years. What are, what, what are we talking about? Bo Levi, Cody, Zach Caleros, Mike Riley, Nathan Rourke. Have you noticed when you're covering football, that's really all anybody cares about in the odd flashy receiver like Cooper Cup or OBJ. But that's... Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, are you a true football fan if that's all you care about? Yeah, I know. But that's who gets all the headlines. They've got the football in their hands. They make all the big plays. But you're right, and it's the guys who score touchdowns as well. The odd defensive guy, but it always comes back to the quarterback. You know, it's like every conversation is a quarterback and then a, maybe a receiver and a running back, a quarterback and a big linebacker, a quarterback, right? It's always about the QBs and it seems to be what most people care about. And that's, I get it. But I guess it's because I worked in the league in the CFL and pro football for so long, there are other positions that are just as important <laughs> because the quarterback can't be on the field unless the defense gets the ball back, right, and stops people. Right. You understand all that. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say this about Doug Brown, and I appreciate Oleg in Winnipeg writing in. I don't think that's his real name, but Oleg says, I saw Doug Brown, bomber legend, at the Maple Grove Dog Park once. He's so big. And has a sweet truck. I want to say something about Doug Brown. Same thing. This is what I don't miss at all about the old, in- well, the industry that's still there. I'm just not in it anymore. People talk so much junk about Doug Brown. And I started to believe it. I didn't know Doug Brown. I just knew him on the field, and I knew he was a tough son of a bitch to play against. I didn't like when the Riders had to play up against Doug Brown. He's 6'9", and I really only got to know him when he got on the radio on CJOB doing color for Knuckles for all those years. And we would... He's one of those guys that would pull me aside and we would just start talking ball. And I'm like, this dude's cool. And then I would see him like in Earl's the night before the game in Regina or in Winnipeg or whatever. And we would talk and he would always go out of his way to say hi. And he's very good on the air. And it took me a while after a while to realize he is a hell of a guy and people are just jealous of him. 
because he looks so good, and he's such a good football player, and everything comes easily to him. Guess what, folks? God didn't create us all equal. Breaking news. God did not create us all equal. Whoever said that is full of it. So, anyways, uh, and Jeff in Winnipeg. Hey, Britt. <laughs> Landlord's coming by. Do you need in? Oh. Can you wait uh, nine minutes? Okay, thank you. He forgot the key. Actually, Britt, come around here. Britt, come around here, please, and thank you. <laughs> this door is open. How about that? Landlords, how about this? There he is. He does look a lot like the lawn guy, but taller. Oh, and that's that's hot. Thank you. It's all good. Look at you just sitting it's, back and enjoying your coffee. It's, and- it's all great. I'm just, you know, this is our natural environs, and we're sitting here. Like, there is no more real sports talk than what's going on this morning slash afternoon. No. No. Wow. I'm in the cabin. You're on the deck having coffee, talking sports. The neighbors pop over, the landlord. Away we go. I love it. Listen, here in Florida, they call this, what I'm on, a covered deck, a lanai. And if you watch the Golden Girls and really pay attention, they quite often reference the lanai. Um, I call it the line. (laughs) And some of them get it. Some of them get it. And some don't. (laughs) But uh, I don't care. I always call it the line A. So um, (laughs) Ted and Red Deer says, awesome show. I'll say it again. As my brother uh, has said many times, the cowboy, what I love about your show is anything could break out at any time. And he's so right. And I I might might swear a little bit here, and I apologize. Uh... I'm sorry, I'm trying to, can, folks, don't write a novel when you're writing in, because I am not. I can't proofread at all. Oleg, by the way, says he misses his line A. I'm <laughs> just going to throw that in there. I got it. Oh, my goodness. Good. Ryan, Ryan in Tirana says, who is your landlord taking first in the Pacific Division, Rod? <laughs> I'll tell you something about Britt, my landlord here. He don't care about the Pacific Division, but what he does care about is the Inter-Miami MLS soccer team. How about that? Because he's mm. quite often trying to get me to go to the MLS team. They play out of Fort Lauderdale, which is like 17 miles south of where I'm at. Cool little stadium there, and I believe it's called Inter-Miami. Is the $26 tickets. Um... Wayne in BC says, what a fun morning watching the RP show. Relaxed Rod on the TV. <laughs> Are you going to cut that clip for social media later, Britt? Absolutely. Roaming? And I'm going to take it. That's a Hall of Fame TV moment right there. Hot damn. Dale in Winnipeg says, this is why we watch. Jack is laughing his butt <laughs> off. That's his son. And sooner or later, we'll get around to the sports talk. We had a little um, <laughs> we had a little incident this morning. It's not a big one, but uh, believe it or not, I'm not very handy. So we've had to have Britt come have a look at things. He is handy. And if you, if I w- was to turn this camera, I'm not going to do it now because it's all set up here. But this gazebo in the back. When we came back from Canada. 
and a, whatever, for me, a two-month stint, this thing was absolutely destroyed, this gazebo. So we told Britt, and he's like, stop breaking stuff. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Such a good guy. Um, so, and I yeah, said on my show a little bit. You showed me the, mm-hmm. the photos of the, uh, the gazebo. That's not a man-made, uh, you know, breaking of the gazebo of any kind. Just, just destroying, just destroyed it. Yeah. For, again, I'm sure my brother, my brother over there, it's 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain, by the way. Um, he would understand. It's like Beautiful. those bins when they get caught in a tornado. You've seen them. Anybody in Saskatchewan yep. or the prairies, when those bins tumble like soup cans across the yard, that's what this gazebo looks like. I'm like, what did we miss? Um, Jason in Red Deer says, I love how the Rod Peterson show went from a little show in a small bunker in Regina to a big-time show on a national sports network. I'd be chilling poolside in Florida or a cabin at the lake, too. Thank you. Enortap watching in the chat says, Rod, you appear hyped up today. Love it. No, I feel like jump. I feel like junk, bro. But it's literally two hours a day work. I can handle it. Um, John Ohm in Winnipeg writes, um, is this still a sports show? Yeah, because we're a couple of sports. And my cousin Chris says, um, you wouldn't know that you're feeling sick. I get it. I appreciate it. Um, probably next segment we'll get a little more serious, although we have more time here. I just want to tell one more story. Bruce Dobigan on the scouting. Oh, man, I want to read that book. I don't know. Well, I've said many times the draft isn't really my thing. More Hall of Fames are. Hall of Fames aren't becoming as much money anymore because I'm really realizing how political they are and how they're a bit of a joke in a lot of instances. Drafts aren't a joke. They're not a joke. It's just we don't really know who these prospects are for the most part, or at least I don't. But when it comes to scouting, many, many, many times I would sit around my dad at the kitchen table. He's been scouting for so long, he used to write his reports out in pencil and then mail them. He'd mail them to Minnesota. And which, with the time, he didn't have any other options, so what else would you do? And then it became yeah. facts. It became a fax machine, folks. Beep, 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 beep. He'd slide it in there. And I'll never forget, and again... Game Plus, if you need to have your finger on the button, I'm going to swear. Nothing real bad, but I am going to swear. Um, he did a, my dad. I would read his reports all the time. It's how I learned the game. It's how I learned scouting. And uh, dad said they, he was sent to watch this particular player in Moose Jaw. I'm not going to tell you which player it was, but he had, dad checked all these boxes of what the kid had. Then it had notes. And dad says, uh, great player, skates well, shoots well. Teammates say he's an asshole. Send. It wasn't like five minutes later. The the fax is coming back from Dallas by this point. There are a lot of assholes in the NHL. Can he play? (laughs) Awesome. You get the point? Uh, We don't care. We don't care. So if anybody wonders about... uh, And by the way, this is a team that went on to win the Stanley Cup in 1999. So, yeah, Jeff in Winnipeg says, next stop for the RP show, live at the Yellowstone Ranch. Wouldn't that be something? I'd be here for it. 
Oh, absolutely. That'd yeah. be amazing. Uh, <laughs> everybody's getting into it. How did this get off the rails so fast today? Uh, John in Winnipeg says, Rod is in the Hall of Fame of life. Nothing else is needed, bro. See, that's what I think. And I'm glad you noticed it. Uh, the goal now is happiness, not he who collects the most toys at the end of his life wins. That guy <laughs> dies very upset. Um, one more from Oleg. He's good. He says, Evander Kane played for Moose Jaw. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's, very, that's very funny. Um, BW in Edmonton says, tear down a granary, FedEx it to Florida to replace the gazebo. There's a FedEx right on the other side of this fence, by the way. These trucks are coming and going 24-7, honking their horns. Good guys, but loud. And one more before we break in, we will get to football next segment. Robin and Prince Albert says, WHL training camps open this week. Raiders start tomorrow. Happy times. Um, yes. I don't know how much junior hockey we'll do on this. We talked about the Wheat Kings last hour hiring Marty Murray as their general manager. So we are the show that can cover like literally just about every league. We don't get into the soccer leagues, of course, but NHL for sure, NFL, junior hockey, MLB. We'll talk about it all when we come back, uh, right in the future of Chris Streveler and some of these NFL cuts and Farhan Lalji coming up too. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, soon on all sports radio we're also on YouTube Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, we're back, and we've got plenty on the go today and plenty in store. Farhan Lalji from PSN coming up. Before we rejoin the Moose, a sports update on this Tuesday. The player they call Jano supplied some extra inning heroics on Monday night as the Toronto Blue Jays battled back from a 4-0 deficit to beat the Chicago Cubs in 11. Catcher Danny Jansen, who had a three-run homer in the 7th and a walk-off single in the 11th, was thrilled Toronto found a way to win and snap a three-game losing skid. Righty Kevin Gosman goes for the Jays tonight against the Cubs. Marcus Stroman, I know you're all going to be watching. Aaron Judge, meanwhile, hit his 50th home run of the year Monday night, connecting in the eighth inning for the Yankees against the surging Angels. With his parents in the stands, the California-born slugger sent a 434-foot solo drive to left center off reliever Ryan Tapera to trim New York's deficit to one in a 4-3 loss. Aaron Judge became one of 10 players in Major League history with multiple 50 homer seasons. This sports update for, pardon me, Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets right out of the gate. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. Dying here, Moose. (coughs) Still a cough. I am sick. I know people say, you know, Seem like it, but I am. Ballers Rec Room also brings you this sports update. And Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay, Streveler, does he come back to the CFL this fall? Go. Um, No. Um, People keep talking about six games away from an NFL pension. I think that still matters a little bit. 
And I think he showed enough in the preseason that he could play. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Jets, though. I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, at first, when Adam Schefter reported yesterday that the Jets informed him that he was going to be released, I was shocked and I was a little bit upset because you really couldn't have had a better audition than Chris Trevler had in the preseason. Now, he wasn't going against anybody's number ones. He came in late in the game. And it looked like when we saw the videos, Robert Saleh and everything else in the locker room handed him the game ball week after week. They loved this guy. He played well, this guy, but he was never going to play. He was never going to play. You know, um, when you look at, they've got a great young franchise, other options in front of him that they want to, they want to build their future around. So if Strebler's never going to play. Okay. The- <clears throat> we can't. Yeah, he gone. Something. Elon Musk is interfering with Darren Moose Dupont, I think, and his satellite transmission from Lake oh, Country. But I can no. handle this. I can handle it with you, the viewers. This is interesting. Uh, Phyllis in Winnipeg says, take care of yourself, RP. The bar flies on YouTube says, damn, Florida COVID. And not this time. I've caught it twice. Once was here. Another was in Canada. But it ain't COVID this time. Um, on the Strebler thing, this is everybody wants to talk about Chris Strebler. This is where the NFL and CFL morph. And again, this is our different angle on covering the four-down league. He's the story of the NFL, Chris Strebler. Three comeback victories for the New York Jets. And we know that it was in the preseason, and in a way, garbage time, but three comeback victories are three comeback victories. You can't fake the stats. John in Edmonton writes in, he says, uh, Rod, Elks fans now want quarterback Chris Strebler now that he's been released from the Jets. And that's why I ask Moose if we think Strebler will come back. Randy in Winnipeg says, for a guy who's only started 12 games as a pro, not bad. Two years CFL paycheck, two years NFL paycheck, and a great cup ring. Well, those, he left the CFL after his first contract. And correct me if I'm wrong, you football people, but that's around eighty dollars to $85,000. It's not bad for six-month work, not back, bad for four hours a day, but U.S. exchange and taxes. He played in the CFL for the opportunity that he's getting now. And if you were watching yesterday with Zig Fracassi, what I love about this show is analyzing things like this, how sports has changed. Change is good. But I was noticing, covering and following the NFL preseason here quite a bit, how many times, okay, we got Moose here now. Um, you can jump in at any time, Moose. But how many times, eh, you're a huge NFL fan. You're a Titans guy. I'm a Cowboys fan, becoming a little more of a Dolphins fan. But I'm like, how come the starters aren't playing in some cases in any of these games? Aaron Rodgers didn't take one snap, and he's the reigning MVP. Now, here in Miami Saturday night, I was there. The fans got their money's worth. I know I sure did. We saw the highlight of the entire NFL preseason, or maybe week three, was the two at a Tyreek 51-yard bomb. But point being, NFL business has changed. We put our heads together with Zig Fricasse yesterday, and Zig's like, yeah, because of the salary cap, all the money's allotted, and all Chris Strebler was, was a camp body, a fourth-string quarterback. Is it unfair? Yes. But, why was the salary cap brought in in the first place? Ta-da! Parody, and not have the same champion every year. It makes what the Patriots have done, and quite frankly, Tom Brady individually just mind-boggling 
in a 32-team league that in the CFL we haven't had a repeat. Well, the Bombers are a repeat champion. Before that, it had been a decade. But yet fans wanted the parody. So to do that, they had to bring in a salary cap. And now here we are. Teams are picked going into the preseason, which now people are saying, why even play preseason games? Is that an, is that an accurate question or a fair question from the fans? It's a great question. Um, and every team's different. You know, for the Dolphins, you want to see if Tua and Tyreek can get on the same page. Give them a few reps in, in live bullets so they play. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need those reps. He's not going to play. He's getting older. Got to protect his body. And for Strevler, you know, when he comes into play, sometimes all you want is somebody who can just play well enough so that you can see what you have around him. You need a good player to distribute the football, to move the chains so you can see what you have on an offensive line, so you can see what these backup receivers look like, your running backs. You can't just have somebody that's going to go two and out, two and out, or three and out, three and out, three and out in the NFL, right, and not get a look at what your other players can do. So Strebler, you know, filled his job. They probably love him because he did it really well, but he was never going to be the quarterback for the New York Jets and never going to play. So there's no point in keeping him around but he may be useful for another franchise. It's why we love sports. Um, Stories like this. I think everybody, what they're getting is what a kick in the junk this is for Chris Strebler. Like you literally couldn't do anything more than what you did and you get cut. It's, uh, it reminds me a lot. I have to relate a lot to my history with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but in 2012, Corey Sheets came in as a former Miami Dolphin practice roster guy. Corey Sheets, to Saskatchewan, any CFL fan would know his name. You don't need to be a Ryder fan to know his name. He was the fifth or sixth thing string guy on the depth chart. And he's become, went on to be a very close friend of mine. And you weren't covering the Riders at that point, Darren. You were about three or four years after that. But Corey Sheets was wearing a pair of lime green neon shoes. Cleats. <coughs> he just stood out because of that. Now, he had a great camp. He had a great preseason, made the team, went on to set a great cap rushing record, 197 yards in the 2013 great cap. I said to Sheets years ago, why did you wear those green shoes? And he said, to stand out. It was those other five guys all looked the same. But I looked, I stood out with my lime green shoes. And, and then, of course, he backed it up. Corey Sheets, no dummy. And he's a new, new dad, too, by the way. What's my point? Oh, to see a guy go from fifth or sixth on the depth chart to number one and achieve great things. And the sucky thing here is Chris Trevler isn't going to have the opportunity to do that. Viewers are writing in saying that he's three games shy of a pension. Three games, six games, whatever. He's not coming back to the CFL this year. Bob McCulloch is watching in Morden, Manitoba. He writes in and he says, congrats on the popularity and expansion of your show. Note. Hustler is doing a great job on Winnipeg Sports Talk as well. Signed, Bob in Morton, Manitoba. Uh, Thank you for the kind words, Bob. We converse with Hustler regularly. Uh, We see ourselves on the same team. And Andrew has the exact same outlook on life that I have. We're around the same age. We've been around the block. What's the line from Jerry Maguire? Um, Rod Tidwell is saying to Tom Cruise, don't shoplift the pootie. Yes. We've been to the dance, okay? We've been to the dance. We know how it ends. Um, we just want to have fun. 
and make a living and do what we want to do. Yeah. Hustler's the same as me, same as you, same as our COO, Lee. So thank you for the kind words. Uh, Todd in Red Deer, I want to say he has a question for Farhan, so I will save that. Um, but how about this? Our boy Mitchell Scruffy Blair from NBC Radio breaking the big scoop yesterday that Garrett Marino got into it. He is the current bad boy of the Canadian Football League. Got into it with a staff member because he was too far down the depth chart Monday morning with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I'm like sitting there going, my first inclination was retweeting it and saying, if it's not one thing, it's another with these guys. But I stayed out of it. But you are there in the rectangle. You are there in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle and the CFL's Heartline. Is there any talk about what Garrett Marino is doing or not doing in the CFL right now that's annoying people? Yeah, there's a little bit. And it's not just about Garrett Marino, though. It's about the whole group. At the beginning, it was about the penalties. And then it was about, you know, the play with Masoli. And now it's not, you know, there's just some tension going on on that with that group and then it was Cody and there was you know is he on the same page as the receivers and with Jason Moss and now Garrett Marino upset with coaches apparently it's just there's something there where there's no continuity and something's missing and it's it's very fragile we talked about fragility you know um, on this show and it feels like a fragile group right now that there's some infighting maybe potentially happening or reports of it and this is supposed to be a group gearing up to play at a Grey Cup at home, and we've got a little bit of this and and not everybody on the same page. So it's a tough spot right now. Yeah. Interesting take. We'll see whether they pull it out or not. Uh, Phyllis in Winnipeg says, Rod was on Winnipeg Sports Talk the other day when Bell crashed. The interview never finished. We got to bring Rod back to Winnipeg Sports Talk for the rest of the story. My gosh, I can't even remember what we were talking about that day. Tacona in Winnipeg says, is it Marino or Marano? Uh, from Enor Tap. <laughs> Enor Tap says, Show me the money! Jeff in Winnipeg says, Yes, I'm here for the Jerry Maguire quotes. Oh, I got a million of them. I got a million of them. I was driving down, and you probably saw my Instagram story, Dan Marino Way on the weekend. I had to stop and take a photo, of course. And I was like, It's as lovely as it sounds. With all those palm trees. I'm bringing up Dan Marino because I'm pretty sure he's no relation to Garrett Marino. Um, And one thing before I let you go, and Farhan could weigh in on this because he's covered the NFL. Wayne in BC says the NFL has always been unfair. There's plenty of politics involved making a roster spot in the NFL. Just so you know, there's politics on a Bantam hockey team, not just the National Football League, but the one thing that we realized covering the Super Bowl last year for the first time in L.A., and we'll be there in Arizona this year, everybody in the NFL is happy. Everybody's happy. That is the yes. difference. I feel like there's so much money, and even the biggest idiot donkey owners couldn't screw it up because there's so much money that while there's, I'm sure people are afraid for their jobs and the politics, they're all just so happy and grateful to be in the NFL. Literally, man, you were there when the Bengals grabbed at me, threw the credentials around my neck. They're like, get in here. We're having a news conference. Winnipeg Jets did yeah. the exact same thing. You were there uh, when they were unveiling Howard Chuck Way, Dale Howard Chuck Way. Um, so I don't know what it is about certain leagues, but the NFL, there's politics, but it's just everybody's happy. Yeah. And that ain't the case 
in other leagues. Moose, I'll see you for overtime, okay? See you then. If you've got questions for Farhead Lodge of TSN, he's joining us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're back live on this Tuesday. We got news out of the CFL office. The players of the week, Toronto defensive back Jamal Peters, Saskatchewan receiver Kean Schiefer Baker, and Calgary receiver Malik Henry have been named the CFL top performers for week 12. And some viewer comments, David Asplin in Winnipeg writes in. He says, I love how many Winnipeggers take in the RP show and then Winnipeg sports talk shows every week. Best four hours a day for sports coverage. I, I appreciate it too. Thank you so much. And I appreciate this guy joining us, Farhan Lalji from TSN, and uh, appreciate the time, Farhan. Hey, I get it. This is how other team, other players win player of the week in the CFL. Nathan Rourke needs to get hurt. That's the only other way that it can happen, <laughs> sir. Yeah, you know, it certainly seems that way. I think he's won it, what, five out of eight weeks and then got the injury. So, um, yeah, it's certainly if you're a BC Lions fan, you're now seeing how the other half lives, right? Because... Um, it shows you the importance of the quarterback position because when you look at that BC Lions team, uh, their receiving core, one through five, I felt was the best in the league for some time. Uh, you look at the offensive line, which I thought was going to get exposed without him, actually held up really well. Their defense has been great all season. Their kickers have been good. Their coverage teams have been horrendous. Uh, but ultimately, you need the quarterback to make it work, and they find out that without the quarterback, it doesn't work. So. You know, you don't want to th- completely throw the baby out with the bathwater with a guy like Michael O'Connor. It was a tough uh, first half. Uh, but, you know, I still think that you got to reserve judgment and give him a little more runway, and hopefully he's available in a couple of weeks. But that team looks a whole lot different without Nathan Rourke. Well, I'll tell you what. I was around the Flames the day after Johnny Gaudreau signed in Columbus, and it was like a funeral. I wonder, has it been like that around the Lions with the Nathan Rourke injury discovery? And do you know if he will be back ahead of schedule? What, what did that do to the team? Well, you know, the first week, it didn't do much, to be truthful. I mean, I, I think they still believe they're a very good team. I think Michael O'Connor looked very good in practice. And, um, you know, the vibe around that team was remarkably good. You know, when you lose your best player, your MVP, I thought, okay, they're going to feel this. But I was at two practices that week, and their energy was off the charts. Now, how is it this week? Well, we don't know. They're on a bye, but now you've seen life without Nathan Rourke. And, you know, th- that might be a cold, hard dose of reality at that point. So we'll see what it looks like when they begin practice again on Sunday. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as Nathan's injury is concerned, I know that the surgery went extremely well. Nothing happened in the surgery that could set him back. But the truth is, is that even with it going really well, it was still going to be a long shot for him to return. Uh, there were pins and plates put into the foot. They're going to wait and see. Uh, in the next couple of weeks when they go go in and take another look again as to what uh, the real issues are at that point and just kind of the, assess the recovery at that point. They won't really know until then, but look, it's going to be a real long shot for him to make it back this season. I, uh, I'm going to get in a viewer question for you before I ask you NFL because I'd like to get to the NFL with you. But Don, a friend of ours from yeah. the Navy, Canadian Navy, says, does the CFL, Farhan, have a plan if their NCAA player pipeline is squeezed shut? due to the XFL and USFL success? 
I'm not sure that it's ever going to be squeezed shut. And there's a lot of football players out there, and I don't think both those leagues are going to survive, right? Like I now, a lot of Canadians are willing to dismiss them both. I'm not. I do think the XFL is going to survive. Um, you know, and I'm not going to suggest that all of a sudden it's going to rival the NFL, but it could be, as I've said before, MLS level successful. And, you know, the, the CFL is going to have to compete with that. But I think there are good players out there. I think the league is established. That helps it. Hopefully they can get into a position where they can, um, you know, pay a little bit more uh, down the road. And certainly certain players are able to get more than whatever the XFL is going to give. You know, and the one thing about CFL players is that they don't really become good until they've been in this league for a while in most cases, whereas you're not going to get that level of sustainability in the XFL. People are going to be in and out of that league quick if they don't make it to the NFL, right? Um, the big thing with the CFL right now, and I think the league is feeling it and they don't want to admit it, is the quarterback problem. And it's a problem, Rod. You know, you've got Zach Caleros and Nathan Rourke and now maybe Jake Mayer. And after that, there's a whole lot of average in this league right now. Like it or not, I know a lot of Saskatchewan fans won't like hearing that, but it's the truth. And it's the truth league-wide. So they've got to get quality quarterbacks in the front door, and they've got to commit to developing them because what the Lions did this year is extremely rare. Yes, Nathan's the unicorn, but at some point, an organization had to sit back and say, we're going to risk something by developing and playing a young player and not just bring in retread after retread after retread because we've got to win today. They've got to make some decisions as a league, and they've got to make every effort. And that's that's a that's a collective because you've got teams that have ten quarterbacks apiece on their necklace. They're trying to stash these guys. That needs to stop. The best players need to be available to all the teams at that position to get into this league because that's going to determine the success. Wow, I'm loving your analysis today. By the way, Terry Carrier in the chat says, "Wow, even this Ryder fan loves that bomber helmet over your shoulder. That's a beaut, Farhan." No, no, that's a do you University want, do, do you of you want to tell him? Huskies helmet. <laughs> I was going to say, it's do you want to tell him or should it's I? It's a University of Washington Huskies helmet. This is I'm a U.S. college football guy. That's the College Football National Championship Stanford shirt. I'm a college football guy. I love the CFL and the NFL. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but when people ask me their favorite, I go off the board and say U.S. college football. I'll come back to that CFL quarterback carousel thing for the current guys in the league and how you think it shakes out. But what is your take on the Chris Stre- the unfortunate Chris Strebler uh, situation in the last 24, 48 hours? Yeah, look, you know, when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, decisions are made, right? There's very few quarterback battles, and that's just the way it is. I look at what's happened in places like Seattle and Pittsburgh and Carolina and other places, and you knew what, what was going to happen going in the front door with those quarterback positions. And when they pay a lot, they're going to play a lot. And that's just the way it is. So certainly they've made their decision with Zach Wilson. They've invested. That's the way it's going to be. They've got their veteran backup in Joe Flacco. That's the way it's going to be. Teams de-emphasize preseason more and more every year. They're down to three games. The starters play less and less. So it was a great story. Do I think Chris Strebler, based on his performance, should get an opportunity somewhere in the in the NFL? Sure. But don't look at that three-game sample size and think he should start or, you know, all of a sudden – you know, that that should happen for him. I hope for Chris's sake that he finds another landing spot, and I think he will, and somehow or another manufacture his sixth game so he can eventually get an NFL pension. But I will tell you this, at some point, he's going to be back in this league. Like, like that's just going to happen. This may have bought him a year. It may have gotten him his six games. But at some point, he's going to be back in this league. And those three preseason games are going to change the narrative in the CFL for Chris Strebler big time because the majority of educated CFL fans have said, look, he was a backup, right? You know, I don't know that he can take a CFL team over and be a franchise guy at all, right? Like, it doesn't matter 
that he's floated around the NFL for a couple of years. But those three games will change that narrative. And when he comes to the CFL, he's going to be paid like a starter, and he's going to get a team that invests in him seriously. Lapo was always said that he was could be a pure passer. I didn't believe him. I had to see it, uh, but he did it. You know. And by the way, you've covered sure, enough Lapo Super Bowls in NFL. Right <laughs> oh, would he yeah. ever? Um, but here, the, the people were talking. The viewers were talking about the harshness of the NFL and how unfair mm-hmm. it is. What's happening to Strebler and stuff? That's all true. But in, I've been covering the NFL now for a year. Went to Super Bowl. You were there. Um, the Dolphins game here Saturday night. They're so happy. What I sense about NFL people, they just. They're so appreciative of being in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's a harsh reality, and it's cold, but they sure seem to love it. People have been very nice. I'm sure you've experienced yeah. the same thing. So are you, are you talking about players or fans now? Um, players, media, staff. No, the people that work in the NFL. Yeah, you know what? It, it's a great league to cover. I enjoy it, and and I've got you know, nothing negative to say about the players or, or people associated with the teams I've covered. Certainly never really enjoyed covering Bill Belichick, but – that, you know, that's an obvious one. But look, I, I will say this, and this is not to toot my Canadian horn or anything like that, but there is not a better league to cover than the CFL. That includes the National Hockey League. And the reason for that is these players are not entitled. They're one of us. They're part of the community. They're exceptional athletes, and they appreciate the coverage. So for me, the CFL is the best league to cover from that standpoint. But the NFL, compared to other American leagues, is by far the best. Like, if you give me the choice between covering the NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA, and I've done all three, the NFL is head and shoulders above on every level, including the reasons you outlined, just the people to deal with and just how happy they are, right? Baseball players are a nightmare. Star basketball players, incredibly (laughs) difficult. NFL players, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Rich in Edmonton, this is the last one. He says, uh, Farhan, will J.T. Miller be a Canuck at this time? Next year, can I just dove that tail that into an overall Canucks outlook as we move into the training camp here? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think so. I think there's going to have to be an end to this at some point. And from the Canucks, you don't want to see it end via free agency. I don't think they're going to get a deal done. I fully expect them to be there when training camp opens and play the majority of the season. And then, you know, if all of a sudden this team's in a playoff spot, I don't know that they move on from them and they risk doing what. Calgary did with Johnny Gaudreau that you just walk him to the aisle and eventually he leaves, right? Um, so I just don't think they can afford to pay him knowing the other contracts that are due. The previous regime left this team in such um, a tough cap situation. You've got Elias Pettersson in another year. You've got Bo Horvat this offseason as well. They've got contracts due and they can't keep them all. So I think eventually uh, JT Miller is going to go one way or the other. And as far as the team is concerned, um, you know, I think this forward group that they've assembled, if you include JT Miller uh, as a part of it, I think it's a pretty good group, right? I, I think it's a playoff-worthy group, and I think they've got playoff-worthy goaltending. Defensively, you know, you got Quinn Hughes and maybe Oliver ekman Larson and and Tyler Myers, and you're kind of holding your breath a little bit after that, right? And even guys like ekman Larson and Hughes are probably pay- playing one pairing above – sorry, not Hughes, ekman Larson and Myers are probably p- playing one pairing above where they should be based on what the underlying numbers would, would indicate they're best served. So, you know, can they can they outscore a really ordinary defense? It's going to be tough, right? Because the one thing that defense showed last year, other than Quinn Hughes, was an inability to transition the puck up the ice and get it to the forwards. So we'll see what it looks like. But, um, you know, like I said, I like the forwards, I like the goaltending, and, and I like the top two defensemen. Well, this goes far too fast every time. Farhan, thanks for the time, man. Uh, Keep up the great work. Enjoying it from down here, man. Hope to see you this fall. 
All right, buddy. And I will be at the NFL season opener in Los Angeles. I know you're enjoying life in Florida, so we'll catch up soon. Thanks, pal. The great Farhan Lalji from TSN. We'll be back with viewer takeover right after this. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, available all across BC and Alberta on Telesoptic Cable, Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable in Saskatchewan, Sastel Max, Ontario, Koji Co, Rogers, and in Quebec, Rogers and Videotron, and East Link throughout the Maritimes. We're also live streaming at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. It is overtime. A proud presentation of the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League, the number one league on the planet. Just checking the poll results here as we bring the Moose back in for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who will win the NHL's Pacific Division this year? Now 46% on Twitter saying the Edmonton Oilers. 46% say Edmonton. 40% say Calgary. Just 5% say Vancouver and 9% say other. And uh, a couple things here, Moose. How you doing, man? Did you enjoy the Farhan visit? Yeah, I always enjoy uh, when Farhan comes on. He's great. What was your takeaway from it? You know, <sighs> lots. I mean, I still, I still wonder, because he's on the West Coast, and my biggest thing, and, and Farhan's so ingrained in that Western Canada football um, culture, right? He coaches football, and that goes from Vancouver all the way down into Washington. I still wonder about the BC Lions, and I know he's so tapped into that market. I still wonder about their quarterback position and you know what mm. they're going to do moving forward and what that looks like. So I, I still am monitoring that very, very closely, and I know Farhan's going to be the guy that's going to be all over it. Um, by the way, Oleg, has he might be our rock star of the day today. Oleg in Winnipeg, some great <laughs> comments. Uh, our rock star of the day yesterday was no doubt <sighs> Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. But Oleg writes in regarding NFL and scouting. We've been talking about that a lot today. It has, goes all the way back to Bruce Dobigan, who was with us in hour one with his book about uh, called Inexact Science, all about NHL drafting and looking at six years of crazy NHL drafts. Oleg, who always refers to himself in the third person, which drives me crazy, but he's clearly not changing now. He says, I... I'm going to change it to first person. He says, I'd scout like crazy for that one guy who the NFL scouts missed. Be a hero to find the next Kurt Warner. It's interesting he says that because there's a lot of people that love the personnel game. But it wasn't just watching my dad for 26 years who would often say, put his feet up and say, hey, I get paid to watch hockey. He never complained a second in his life. My brother Lee said, my dad did everything he wanted every day for his whole life. That was dad. But what turned me off on scouting, because I had opportunities to scout, was Christmas Day. I don't know what year it was, but Les Jackson, you've heard me talk about Les Jackson many times over the years. He was my dad's boss, director of scouting for the Dallas Stars. It was minus 52, and Les was leaving our house in Milestone, Saskatchewan to go to the airport and fly to wherever. Finland for the World Juniors. And I'm like, nope, he's one of the top cheeses. What are the lower-rung guys doing? Nope. And then I did have an opportunity to be an agent 
and I won't say with which agency, but uh, they said we would start you out doing this. You'd be going to Bantam games and you know talking to Bantam age players and their families. I'm like, nope. If I can't beat Jerry Maguire, yeah, nope. So, but I get, I respect those that do because there's a lot that do. Um, but is there anything in the game? outside broadcasting that would tickle your fancy? Because I get people that want to scout. It's just it's not as glamorous as you think. I know it's not. You know, um, being a general manager would be a lot of fun. I think that'd be cool. But you're right. There's a lot of scouting, a lot of time on the road. That would be incredibly uh, stressful. Coaching would be fun, too. I think I could get into coaching, but it's a lot of time on the road, too. So, yeah, there's other areas, but we're in the best spot. (laughs) <laughs> of course but the thing is everybody want like i've got people writing me going where did you go to school johnny wants to do what you do we've said this a lot of times johnny wants to broadcast from a patio in south florida and go to the dolphins game and sit in a luxury bar well of course who wouldn't but do you want to in high school work in Weyburn radio and work friday nights and saturday afternoons and sunday mornings when all your buddies are out partying and chasing women and doing all that no Nobody, nobody wants to put, I was willing to do it because I love doing it. I don't know how many people yeah. want to do that. I didn't want to make those scouting road trips, so no. And didn't want to be hanging outside a Bantam hockey dressing room to talk to the player and his family. No. But God bless those that do because there's, rule, there's a role for everybody, right, in this wonderful business of sport. All right, Boos, you enjoy uh, yourself. You do whatever it is you do. And folks, get your questions in a little earlier tomorrow, and we'll see what's up then. Sounds good. I I lost the music. I can't hear anything, so we're out. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Good night. (laughs) A great day, Rob. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.